God, thank you so much that we are finally here. We are at the beginning of this project that, uh, that we believe that you um, breathe your breath into, that we believe that you have a, 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 the biggest part of. And God, we're just thankful. We're thankful for all that this can be and all that it uh, has the potential to, to become. Uh, and God, I just pray for each and every person that's listening right now. I pray that, uh, that um, even though they're hearing uh, me and my wife's voice, over a microphone. I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak more loudly and more clearly than we ever could. God, we pray that you are with us uh, through the production of this product, through um, through all the tech and, and everything that's involved, God. We just want your hand on it uh, so that at the end of the day, we can all become better disciples and followers of you. We love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the True Discipleship Podcast, where we have practical conversations on what it means to be a passionate follower of Jesus. We are so thankful you chose to listen today and hope you gain a fresh perspective. With Jesus at the center, this is a community where everyone is given a seat at the table, a place to dive into scripture, talk, think, explore, and learn what following Christ is all about. Now on to our hosts, Aaron and Morgan Nelson. Well, we made it. We're here. This is it. It has been a long process, but we are here for the very first recording of the True Discipleship Podcast. I'm really excited. I'm Aaron. We should probably tell people oh, who we are. My name is really excited, <laughs> apparently. I, that's such a dad joke. That's amazing. Me? Yeah. I made a dad joke? Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my name is Aaron Nelson. Um uh three fun things about me i'm from new orleans louisiana i have a tattoo of the toy story characters on my left arm and uh i had covid (laughs) that was a thing that happened so yeah that it this feels like very youth ministry of you to throw the like you have to have three random facts you don't have to do that but just tell people who you are and maybe what you do how you spend your week okay well i kind of alluded to you you're a youth pastor yep uh, and now I'm going to talk about me. My name's Morgan, Morgan Nelson. I am married to Aaron Nelson. And, um, man, now I really want to do three fun facts about do me. Do you have them? Are you ready to go? Rapid fire? No pressure? No, not at all. I'll just, I'll go. Typical. Uh, so during the week, I am a roadway design engineer. Uh, I literally design roads. Yeah. That's, that's fun. That's, I like it's that. It's something. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Might as well be me. Please don't email us your complaints about the roads of Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Because really Morgan can't fix it. Anywhere. People like I'll talk to anybody anywhere. They you should move here and design our roads. And I'm like, I don't want to move to Nebraska. Nope. Uh nobody does. Sorry if there are any in That's why they want you. They want you to help them build roads out of Nebraska. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, sorry. if you're living yeah. the rest. Yeah. So uh, you you mentioned that you had COVID, that you got COVID because I got COVID. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, really sorry. I don't know really what you do when you are married and live in the same house. And, you know, one person gets COVID, the other person gets COVID. So that was one of the things that kind of pushed back this first recording. Um, and then some other stuff. Yeah. We had uh, on my side of the family, there were or, uh, two deaths within... 10 days of one another. Um, and then we had another COVID scare. Our producer had just had some some cross contact with someone who has tested positive. Thankfully, he's doing well. But yeah, all those things are out of the way. God's still good. And it's it's been a process to get here, but we're excited. We're glad that we can finally get this thing started. 
So we're here. What are we doing? So this is going to be a place where we get the the opportunity to talk about what it means to follow Jesus. Um, we're going to talk about the idea of being a true disciple, and we're going to talk about that some more over the course of this episode. But really what we're hoping for is that we can build a community of people who just want to have a conversation. I don't. I feel like we don't have enough of people who are just willing to sit down and talk with one another. And so we're hoping that this is something that, that can be a conversation starter for you and, and your friends or people in your community or your church, or maybe if you're just one of those people who are kind of kicking the tires of Christianity and, and wondering what your next step is, that hopefully this will be a place for you to, to really learn and grow on things together. And we don't have this thing figured out at all, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. We have not been appointed the authorities on what discipleship looks like. And I love that you said uh, community and that we're going to do this together. I'm I'm really excited for just the things that we're going to learn, how you and I are going to grow as individuals together, working together to create something, and how, how we're going to learn and grow and share the things that we learn with our listeners. And we're not going to throw out these crazy ideas that aren't founded in biblical truth. We're always going to have that biblical foundation. Yeah. And I think there's going to be something there. There's going to be some, there's some truth that comes out of, man, there's some things that the Bible talks about that we're not great at, uh, but we want to get better at, right? Whether it's like certain spiritual disciplines or understanding certain parts of the Bible that seem really confusing to us right now, it's, it's not just going to be us that you hear from. I mean, our hope is that we can get people in here who are really crushing it at certain, like for me, I, if I look at like a list of spiritual disciplines, fasting is one that I'm horrible at. I'd love to get somebody in here who fasts regularly and, and has a really clear sound understanding of what that means and what it looks like to help all of us. And so, you know, this is as much as it's, it's a classroom, it's also a dining room table where we just sit down and we're real and uh, we just have family conversations. And if you want to drink a coffee or wine and call it communion or do whatever you want to do, then yeah, I mean, that's it. We just want to create a safe space for everyone to, to figure out what does it mean to be a true follower of Jesus. So discipleship, that's, that's not a word that we use super often today. Like it doesn't come up probably unless I'm talking about the Bible. They're like, if I read the word Bible, read the word Bible, <laughs> read the Bible, which is the word. That's probably what I meant to say. I don't know. But um, uh, but I think it's central to like what Jesus calls us to do. Yeah. It's not a word we use very often because I can't spell it. <laughs> it <laughs> I is was, tough. I was trying to set some stuff up today for the podcast and couldn't remember how to spell discipleship. There is an E after the L before the shit. That part is confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know how sometimes you drop the E and then yeah. you add the ending. Yeah. This is not in this case. This isn't one of those cases. Full disciple plus ship. <laughs> you got to say that nice <laughs> and slow. Yeah. I, I, but I think that it's a good thing that we don't use that word super often because when you hear it, you know what it means, right? Like, I think you, like when you say it, it kind of packs this extra punch. Like, for example, whenever people ask me, like, Aaron, what do you believe? Like oftentimes, instead of saying I'm a Christian, I'll say I'm a, I follow Jesus or I'm a Jesus follower. And the reason for that is because like, it just hits a little bit different, right? Like if somebody, like if you hear somebody say, oh, I'm a Christian, that's kind of white noise. Like you hear it 
all the time. Uh, I think to say I'm a Jesus follower, even if they don't catch the intentionality in that, like I still notice it. And it's kind of a reminder to me of like, I am not just a person who attends church on Sunday and then leaves it all there. You know, like I am a person who is actively following Jesus. And in, in, I don't know, it is just the way my, my brain works. But when I hear that phrase, Jesus follower, I'm like, well, where's Jesus going? And I think that's what the idea of, of discipleship is, right? It's like, where is Jesus going? How do I go with him into that place? Um, I like that you you use the word follower because it's active. I think you can call yourself a Christian, and that doesn't necessarily require action. That's a label yeah. that you can put on yourself. So true. Uh, but you're not necessarily doing something. So to call yourself a Jesus follower, that's that's active. You have to do something to follow Jesus. And to call yourself a disciple, it's a noun, right? Yeah. I'm uh, a, I, an adjective? A no, descript, descriptive a, word? A noun is a person, I, place, or thing. So I guess, yeah, it yeah. could be a, yeah. Okay. This is not a grammar podcast. Yeah, um, we'll have to cut that out if I was absolutely wrong. I'm like, it's an onomatopoeia. Nobody knows what those actually are. Uh, but to be a disciple is a noun, but when you look at the definition, it it requires action. It becomes a verb. Mm. To be a disciple requires oh, action. That's juice. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. And it's often like confusing, right? Like you talked a little bit earlier about how like we don't have it all figured out and we we probably won't have it all figured out and how there's actually a tension that you feel a lot of times when, when following Jesus and, and figuring out what life with him looks like. And I think that's okay. Like I think if I walked around and I said, I'm a disciple. Like, it sounds super formal and like, oh, this person has it figured out. And they, you know, I don't know, probably only eat certain types of breads or something weird. You know, like, you're like, oh, I'm a disciple. But I mean, at the time where Jesus was calling his disciples, those guys didn't have anything figured out. Well, you know, when Jesus walks over to the disciples and he says, drop your nets and follow me. I'm sure their first question was, where are we going? Right. But we really don't get any account or any sort of stories like that where they ask, because I think there was this understanding that they knew we'll figure it out when we get there. And I think that's so much of what it means to be a true disciple is the fact that I don't have it all figured out yet, but I know who I'm following. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, but I know who I'm following. Uh, and I think that's a big part of what true discipleship is. I, th I think that the disciples were often confused. You look at when Jesus calmed the storm winds and the waves listen to him and then all these people go who is this guy and they have been spending years with him you know <laughs> like if they, they knew like oh that's jesus but they also knew there must be something more here and and i don't I, I think that's me every day i think i'm always like oh yeah i know the jesus that i signed up to follow the one who makes my life great and who brings me joy and all this other stuff and then you know life happens and you're like oh maybe there's Maybe there's more to following Jesus than, than what I thought, right? Oh, Jesus, you don't look exactly like what I thought you would. You don't have the long blonde hair, blue <laughs> eyes, and, you know, holding lambs and just... Sometimes you're flipping over tables, and sometimes you're spitting in mud so that people can see again. Like, that doesn't make sense, but I'm going to follow you anyway through it. I think that's a big part of what, of what true discipleship is. I think that's the beauty of following Jesus and knowing Jesus is that he doesn't expect us to have it figured out. If he did, I'd, I wouldn't be able to call myself a Jesus follower. Yeah, because if I, that were a prerequisite, we would all be in trouble. I didn't study enough. I, I don't have all the answers. So 
we're going to take a second and we're just going to look at what does Jesus ask of his disciples? If it's not to have it all figured out and know the answer to every question about him, then what does he expect of us? And I think one thing that we see, uh, we see Luke 9, 23, he asks us to deny ourselves, which is a really big ask. Yeah, that he said, like, I'm looking at it right now. He says this to like a large crowd of people. This isn't just like one person. It says, he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. That's a big ask. It is. It is. And I think, I think we're going to get into that a little bit later of really denying ourselves and how, how we've gotten comfy in not denying ourselves. And then another thing that Jesus calls his disciples is a learner or a student. And I'm just thinking about how when you start a class, you're not required to know everything to pass the final exam. You remember pretests in school? Oh, yeah. That they, was super weird. They would you would sit down on like the first day of school and they would give you a pretest. Yeah. And I mean, it was to gauge how much you already knew, so they right. knew what they needed to teach you. But I'm like, you, I'm, I'm supposed to learn this this year. Why are you already asking me what I know because I don't know it? Yeah. So like, thank the Lord that He doesn't give us a pretest before we start following Him, because I would have failed, and like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. Um, I think that's something that we forget, right? Is that Jesus already knew that we would fail. I mean, we had failed already. He knew that about us before we knew that about us. So yeah. the fact that we think Jesus expects us to have it all together is, I don't think Jesus, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I don't think Jesus thinks more highly of you than you do. Does that make sense? Like, I think Jesus had a pretty low expectation in a healthy way. Like, he's like, I, I, listen, I know you're not going to be perfect. But I think for us, we're like, oh, no, Jesus, I want you to think I'm at least good. And Jesus was like, no, you're not good. <laughs> you know, you got a lot to learn. And that's okay. He didn't have this expectation that we ha would have it all figured out already. And, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking how thankful I am that being a disciple is not something that I have to do by myself. It's not like a test where you have to be in like one of those little cubes so nobody can. You get that little look. manila folder oh, that you got to put man. up around your station. You remember that? The things oh, that didn't yes. work at all. And then like you accidentally knock it over so your friend could see your test. So thank goodness that we don't have to do that. We, we're not cheating off of each other's papers, but we're, we're helping each other. It's like a study group where we're sharing the information and we get to journey through that together and not have to do that by ourselves. Yeah, and what's great is that not only do we not do that uh, by ourselves, like we get this community around us of already made disciples, but we're actually called, I think the one thing, one of those things that Jesus does say, this is like a requirement of a disciple is to make more disciples, right? Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission, go therefore in all the nations, go to the ends of the earth and make more disciples. And, and what I love about this is that I think that as we follow Jesus and we don't know what's next and we don't know how to figure out where we're supposed to go next and what we're supposed to do next, the really cool thing is, is that we have like this extremely sure baseline job description. Hmm. Listen, you're not going to know where I'm going to call you. You're not going to know what you're supposed to do all the time. You don't know where you're supposed to go all the time. But wherever you are, whoever you are, whenever I send you there, 
make disciples. Like that is the most sure job description I will ever have. So it doesn't matter how confused I get as someone following Jesus. I can always be sure in the fact that I, if I say I'm someone who's going to follow him, then he's also calling me to find others and invite them in as a disciple as well. So we've talked a lot about how to be a disciple, I think. We, we talked about like what it is, what it isn't. Okay. Yeah. So like we said in our intro, sometimes we're not going to land on a very clear conclusion, but I think in this situation, we should land on a very clear conclusion of what, what is discipleship? Mm. Yeah. Um, I think of discipleship as a sp- as like a type of spiritual discipline, like the act of following Jesus, I believe that that actually is like a, an actual type of discipline that en- encapsulates and kind of brings in all the other stuff. But I, ultimately, I think it's the process uh, by which we grow more into the image of Jesus. Because the idea isn't that I'm just following Jesus, it's that I'm observing Jesus and that I'm learning how to mimic Jesus and I'm learning how to how to do things the way that he did it. It's like if you ever had like a woodshop class or something where you're like if you've ever tried to fix anything using a YouTube video, right? And you got to press pause and be like, "Okay, wait, let me let me catch up on this step and then I'll try to do it." I think that's what like a natural view of discipleship is. It's what is Jesus doing? How is he doing it? And then how do I best do it the same way that he was? Because the end goal is how do I more accurately depict Jesus. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, it's it's not just yeah, how do I get how am I molded into the image of Jesus? How do you think we're doing? It feels like assessment time. On a scale of 1 to 5, 1 to 10, how do Let's you do 1 to 10? Anything other than 1 to 10 is weird to me. Like on a scale of 1 to 27. You're like, <laughs> all right, no, just just keep it simple. I'm not good at fractions. Yeah. We've already talked about. I didn't <laughs> I didn't pass the pretest. Uh so how do you think we as like the American church, American Christianity, how do you think we're doing with this idea of being disciples, making disciples? So I'm kind of stuck on the like mental image of following Jesus and seeing what he does and then saying, I'm going to do it too. And one of the things that Jesus calls his disciples to do, he says, is if you're going to follow me, you need to pick up your cross. And I imagine if I'm walking with Jesus and I'm seeing everything he's doing, how often would I see Jesus do things where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. And if we're if we're thinking about the disciples that walked with Jesus, it seemed like Jesus's story ended with him up on a cross. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of these disciples saw that and said, I don't want to do that. That doesn't look fun at all. If I pick up my cross, I'm closer to it. And it, then yeah. I'm going to end up nailed on it. Exactly. And so I think our natural tendency, at least is like as Americans, and I don't want to just like blame like the Amer like this isn't a political statement <laughs> by any means, but I think that a big problem with like the way that we handle things though we we like to romanticize like the ending of everything like i don't know if you know this but there's some i think pretty woman was one of them i might be totally wrong i might need to fact check this but i I think pretty woman with julia roberts originally had like a bad ending and that's the way they released it overseas but they were like if you don't make it a happy ending like people in america aren't going to want to see it like we're so used to romanticizing stories and making them 
pretty and like have the happy ending. I think we've done the same thing with the gospel. I think we imagine, you know, it's kind of like that, like everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We imagine the like super happy, fluffy ending, but we neglect all of the stuff in the middle. That's not just stuff that Jesus is just telling us to do. These are things that Jesus did himself. Like Jesus endured the worst pains that we could ever imagine. And he's asking us to, to actually share in his suffering which is like a wild concept, but he's asking us to share in his suffering with him. And we're like, ah, but that's not the part they sold me on when I walked down to the altar when I'm in fourth grade, you know what I mean? They're just like, Jesus loves you and wants you to go to heaven. And we're like, okay, cool, bet. That's the end of the story. But I actually think there's more than that. Yeah, I I think you and I have talked about this before, this idea of creating comfort for ourselves. And uh, I... I'm going to say me personally, I'm not going to generalize. And, you know, if you listen to this and you relate to it, you can be in this uncomfy with me, but I'm not one for like saying this is big problem. And um, like, this is an issue that everybody's facing. But if you are, I invite you to just sit in this with me. We, I try really hard every day to make my life as comfortable as possible. I try to avoid any sort of hurt or any sort of inconvenience. And right now, I think I've taken the gospel and I've tried to fit it into my American dream. Mm. I I want the husband, the two and a half kids, the white picket fence, and I want to maintain that image. I, I want that. And so, like, in my prayers, I'm praying... God, like, I want this and I want that. And I throw in the, if it's in your will, God, like, <laughs> you know. To <laughs> Just the nice, like, courtesy thing to say. Yeah. It, if you want to, like, if this is your will. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm I'm probably not the only person in the American church that, that feels this way, that struggles with that, of this is this is what I want. And I'm trying to, like fit Jesus into that. I'm I'm trying to ask Jesus to fit into like this idea that I want. Which is a shame because that means you have to minimize how big Jesus is. You have to make Jesus smaller to fit into your image of what you want. And that's that's not a Jesus that I want, you know? Like I want the big God. I want the God that can do immeasurably more than I can ask or think or imagine, but like that's not the way that I live my life. I'm like, no, God, you sit in the corner. You do, like, you're there when I need you. And now, this is disturbing. It's like I'm asking God to be my disciple, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to start walking in this direction, and I need you to stay behind me. Yeah, yeah. And and I I think what made me think about that is I'm not willing to deny myself. Like, when I read that yeah. verse and it says, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. I don't want to deny myself. I want my two and a half kids and white picket fence. I don't want to give that up yeah. to follow Jesus. Yeah, because that doesn't sound fun. And this isn't like new to us, right? Like we said, like the American church, but this was like a thing that existed far before America did, right? It's just we're Americans, and so we think everything starts and ends with us. But but look at look at 2 Timothy, right? 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 4. Uh, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's... You know, Timothy is this pastor of essentially of a mega church, 
And Paul writes to him as the leader of this church body, and he says, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correcting, rebuke, and encourage people. I read that wrong. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming. Check this out. I remember reading this for the first time when I was like in high school and be like, yo, this is wild. This is right now. It says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Some other translations say doctrine, so basically it's like truths about God. Uh, they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chafe after myths. Does that sound like what you're describing? Does that oh, sound like what you're, yeah. what you're wrestling with? My my American dream myth that I'm chasing, and I want God to bless that. Because it's not what God promised you, but it's what people told you you deserve or what you should have. And that's yeah. what my itching ears. So I'm, I'm glad you said itching ears. So I, I love that you showed me what Blue Letter Bible is. Can we, oh, it's a great resource. Uh, and one time if they want to sponsor us. We'll, we're here. I <laughs> think like, they're I, like sponsored by somebody else. Can <laughs> I like say brand names in this or yeah. Anyways, just don't want to get sued. It's free publicity unless they want to pay us. But. Okay. Yeah. So I, I went to blue letter Bible because sometimes like the Bible, it it's hard to like understand sometimes, you know, like, is this literal? Is this figurative? So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the Greek and I'm going to see what it says. And I love doing that. I feel Get really, the Greek. I feel really, really smart when I do it too. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, well, what does he mean when he says the word of God? Literally, he means the word of yeah, God. Like what that, God said. That direct translation to Greek. Yep. But what was interesting when I looked up what itching, like the ear itching thing, mm-hmm. I found that one of the definition definitions was desirous of hearing something pleasant. Mm. Do you think it's like, like you ever get like an ear, like you ever go to use a Q-tip and you originally you're just there to get wax and then you're like, Oh, that feels good. <laughs> and then you don't stop. Do you think that's what it is? It's like, I just want something that feels good. I want to, I thought my ears I itching, was so going to do something that oh, I will always out weird. You. I thought I was going to be the weirdest thing that's that was said during the podcast, but you, podcast. you just one up to me. No, but what I think is interesting is that they're looking for teachers who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. They want to hear what's, pleasant and desirable to their ears and they're looking for that and can we get really scary this is why people church shop so much because they go to a church and they're like this church isn't te- like oh we're teaching the bible Ooh, uh, but that doesn't sound great so i'm gonna go to this other church that teaches what i want to hear and that's literally what's happening and what's what's even scarier is it's not just the people attending those churches it's the churches themselves who say what do we have to say to get more people in the pews and they do it. It's it's happening. Paul was totally making a prophetic statement here. So how do we get back from the idea of our American dream Christianity to biblical 
true discipleship, right? How do we get back from the second Timothy four, one, just <laughs> listening to whatever makes us feel good to the uh, maybe a little more gross Luke nine, where Jesus says, deny yourselves and pick up your cross. How do we get from this place of comfort into this place of true discipleship? I think we we probably don't want to do this, but if we think about what the definition of sin is that we fall into, it's anything less than what God wants for us. That's that God designed for us. And if God designed discipleship to look like denying myself and carrying my cross, and I haven't been doing that, Mm. have I been sinning? So for me, I, I'm coming from a place of humility and like asking for repentance, like, or asking for forgiveness. Like I have a repentant heart of like, I've been doing this wrong. I've knowingly been doing this wrong. And, uh, I want forgiveness. I want to humble myself because somewhere along the way, I thought my idea of how my life should look was better than God's. And that is so arrogant. Yeah, I, I, I'm a super like visual person, so I always imagine like what this would really look like. And like you probably heard in church before, if you've been around church, like the idea of like repentance is not just saying you're sorry, but like making the 180 and turning the other way. And like I imagine that meme of the guy walking hand in hand with his girlfriend and he like turns <laughs> and looks back at the other girl. And like I imagine like what if he let go of her hand and then like went and followed so uh, Jesus is the attractive girl in the me. I don't know what's happening, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, I imagine this idea of like, I'm following Jesus. And then for whatever reason, I get distracted and go this other way. And I'm like, oh, this, this route will get us to where we want to go. Jesus, this will be fine. And then eventually I look up and I'm like, oh, I'm lost. I don't, I don't know where I am. So I start panning around the room and I look around and I see Jesus over there. And I'm like, oh man, let me get back behind Jesus. Because for some reason I've gotten distracted. Something I've put something between me and him and I think that's totally what you're talking about. I think that's that's absolutely humility in the humility to say, I'm sorry, I thought I could figure it out by myself. Uh, and the repentance to say, I'm getting back in line. I, I want to follow after you again. So you you said like we're we're making this 180, but how I'm all, I'm always the practical step person. I think as we as we continue to record this podcast, you, people are going to realize our personalities. Yeah, I'm going to compare Jesus to the hot chicken memes, and you're going to be like, "Yeah, but what do I do about it?" <laughs> <laughs> Give me a to do list. Yeah. Uh, somebody tell me like practical applications. How do I do this? And I think the first step in getting back to this idea of true discipleship is taking God at His word. Mm. trusting what the Bible says because it's his words. It's what God said. And not falling into this trap of thinking that somehow I have it more figured out than he does. Yeah, taking God at his word. I like that. That that makes sense. That seems like what I should do. But th- I think because I'm human, because we're human, there's going to be that part of us that we're going to read things that what... what so what, what Paul is is like insinuating in the chapter four verse is that there are going to be things that our ears aren't itching to hear. And I come across those things pretty often in the Bible. Like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. That makes me, what do I do in those moments? How do I, what, what is the practical steps, miss, give me a to do? I, I mean, I think the fact that you're willing to admit I am wrestling with this is the first step because you very easily could 
break open a bottle wide out and just say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read that part. I'm not going to deal with this. So even entering into that struggle of, I don't know how to process this. I think that's the first step. And then earlier when we talked about like the communal aspect of discipleship, like discipleship is not something that you you do by yourself. Like you, you do that with other people and being able to go to other people and say, Hey, there, there's this part that I'm reading and maybe I don't understand it. Or maybe it, it goes against something that I've believed for my entire life. Like being able to walk through that with someone else. And then I guess with that, I want to talk to the person that's on the other side of that. When somebody comes to you and says, there's this part that I don't get. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I'm really struggling with this. Don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a jerk. Yeah. Uh, because I love the part where in verse two, he says, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people. So don't shut this person down who's really had to probably build up the nerve to come to you and mm. say, there is this part that I don't get yeah. that I, I just don't know what to do with. So they've had to work up the nerve to come to you. And then if you're on the other side and you're just like, how can you call yourself a Christian? What? Like, no, you shouldn't struggle with that. You should just mm. believe yeah. it. You're a Christian. You just believe it and yeah. just be harsh. Like, I, Or just I, say, you're wrong. You can't wrong. There's no wrong. Tab, no. Like the taboo this buzzer. Is your, yeah, this is this is your theology. That's dumb. Why are you? Why would you ever think that way? Yeah. Yeah. So I would just say, hold on to those words, patient and encourage. I like that. I like that. So lean into what other people. And honestly, that's what this podcast is for, right? This is a place for us to do that to have those loving conversations and figure out what does this look like. In I really life. please be nice. I'll try my best. Oh, no, I was no just, promises. I was more directing that to people who are going to listen. Oh, because of the internet. Yeah, the internet's be, wild. And <laughs> I just need people to be nice. Yeah, they may or may not be, but we'll be fine. That's what the block button's for. Uh, I think the other thing that we we can't close this out without talking about is is, is the Holy Spirit. Like, the Holy Spirit is always going to be our primary place for getting us in line and, and showing us and correcting us where we're wrong. I, I'm willing to bet that if you're reading the Bible and you read something that does make you uncomfortable, it's probably the Holy Spirit that's doing that, <laughs> right? And so we or say- Or that burrito. I or that lunch. burrito, one of those two. So the, I think in those moments we have to ask, okay, Holy Spirit, why does this make me uncomfortable? And then this is the moment where you see yourself following Jesus, where Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I know you want to go right. Let's go left here. And you're like, I don't- uh, my car rough. doesn't turn that way right and he's not, i don't think that he's always asking you to follow blindly i, th- I mean uh john uh 16 13 says the holy spirit is the spirit of truth that he will lead you and guide you into all truth and so it's not always going to be a super smooth process and a really easy road to go down but i think the holy spirit's totally totally there to do that for us so i i mean i know for a fact like the Holy Spirit's going to have to tap me on the shoulder a lot. And and you're going to have to tap me on the shoulder a lot. And friends are going to have to tap me on the shoulder a lot to point me in the right direction because we're, we're not going to have it all figured out, right? Like It's a process. It's the process of which God is making us more like Jesus. Uh, but here's the thing that I know we can fall back on, right? If I'm ultimately called to make disciples, like like Jesus says in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, where, where there is the Great Commission, then that's my job description. 
That's it. We talked about that earlier. But that is the baseline. That is the only thing that when all else fails, I know for a fact I'm called to do. So my biggest concern should be making sure that I'm following the right Jesus, because here's the thing, whoever I'm following, whoever follows me is going to be following that thing. And I never want to lead anybody astray. If my job as a disciple of Jesus is to follow him in hopes to lead other people to him, I need to make sure that I'm following the right Jesus. And, and I'm ultimately leading other people astray if, if I'm not doing that, if I'm following my own dreams and my own passions. And that's not that's not true discipleship at all. I think if we do that, then we've, we've totally missed the mark. That was that was good. That was fun. A lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And it, I, I hope other people enjoy listening to uh, my voice as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I normally hate the sound of my voice, but through a podcast mic, it just sounds... All this high-tech equipment. Man. I know. It's great. It's like we're eating dinner, but there's a microphone in front of me. Instead they of call... That. There's words for that. That's the ASMR. The uh, What's the other one? The, the mukbangs. Oh. That's what they call them. That's I can guarantee you will never be one of those. Oh yeah, where you like somebody videos me and I just I eat food. Yeah. I you wouldn't. This microphone is so powerful that if I were eating anything, you would just. You, yes, that's not me, Sound y'all. Like that. That's Aaron smacking his tongue and making us all uncomfortable. I think at the end of every episode, we should have who said the weirdest thing or like some tallies. Like, I think you had about three weird moments that I went, ah. Uh, yeah, I definitely said, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, oh, we should get, oh, there should be a meme contest. You should send us the memes of the uh, the hot girl meme uh, <laughs> using some sort of context from this podcast episode. Or just Whichever one makes us giggle, we'll figure something out for you. Which actually we are. We have uh, giveaways that we're going to be doing um and we yeah those things are tbd but we're gonna make sure they're good this is the reason why we never uh, we don't announce them super far out because we want to make sure they're good i don't want to just be like we're gonna give away this thing that's sitting next to me on the counter like we want to make sure we're giving away some pretty good high quality stuff that people actually want so uh yeah so if you are interested in any of our giveaway stuff interested in connecting with us sending us memes that make us laugh and maybe slightly sacrilegious go ahead and reach out to us on social media we're on instagram and facebook right now True Discipleship Podcast uh, on both of those platforms. Should I spell that for everyone? Oh, man. True, uh, truly Discipleship. Uh, since, you know, today was the first day I realized how to spell discipleship. Yeah, use that autocorrect. It's there for a reason. There you go. It's like the, uh, the Holy Spirit of texting. A friend of ours read something instead of True Discipleship Podcast and somehow saw Hippo. Oh, yeah. Our Instagram handle. It looks like uh, True oh man what a true it's like true disco hippo or something like that <laughs> that looks weird when it's all together it could be true disciple hippo decast i think that was it that was it <laughs> true disciple hippo decast yes so true discipleship podcast it's a little long but that's us on instagram you can find us on facebook as well if you want to send us any feedback which we love so right now it's a yes. it's a pretty small audience and we're hoping to grow this thing up but some of the best advice that we got was to, to cater to who's listening and so we want to hear what you guys have we want to hear if you want to be a part of any of these conversations if there's any topics in particular that you want us to hit on things that you think would be good um and, you know, Aaron sounds funny in a microphone, whatever it is. If you want to send any of those comments along, shoot us a DM on either one of those platforms, or you can email truediscipleship2021 at gmail.com.
if this podcast goes any longer, do we change our email address to drop the 2021? No, you got to remember where you came from. Oh, it's like our founding year. Get, get back to the basics. Like, uh, we should get a plaque. That's a, whole, that's a whole moral. That should be the tagline for this thing. True Discipleship Podcast. Get back to the basics. I like that. Yeah. I like that this week. Maybe we'll get something new next week. We, we're now taking submissions for a tagline. That's People it. have a lot of things to submit. It's like homework. Yeah. I didn't know I would walk away from a podcast having homework. Should we call our Instagram people disciples instead of followers? <laughs> That's oh, weird. I don't like man. that. I don't like that. Makes me cringe. That's uncomfortable. Anyway, guys, thank <laughs> y'all so much for tuning in and checking this thing out. We hope to get you more content as soon as we can. Uh, be sure to keep up with all, with us on all the social media channels. This is Aaron Nelson. This is Morgan Nelson. And this has been the True Discipleship Podcast. Bye.